0: swirl the body of christ is often represented as bread and the blood is wine it's episode number 39 <laughs> hello it's me catholic cowboy kevin Mann, settling up through the corridors of hollywood all through the sequels to this very special episode of cinema swirl where i'm joined as always by my otp who's not seen any of them sequels sam chaplin hello how are you doing today sam i'm all right thank you i'm doing pretty well yeah are you excited to record the sequel to Cinema Swirl at last. (laughs)
1: Yes, um, I'm glad we're we're getting launched on Cinema Swirl 2.0.
0: Yeah, I figured so,
1: you know. Highly anticipated. It's been a long time in the making. But luckily we've produced Cinema Swirl 3, 4, and 5 at the same time as making 2.
0: Often people get a bit confused about the naming and the numbering of classic films and people have thought, well, why did you wait 39 episodes to actually officially unveil the sequel? Because Cinema Swirl already has, you know, 38 installments, which Mm. is pretty good for a franchise. Franchise. Yeah. But I think it's time for just a revamp. On that note, if we were to revamp instead of a swirl, who would you replace us with? What young, hot, up and coming actors or stars or musicians could be filling these boots here?
1: Mayo and Commode. Yeah. But Commode doing an
0: Irish accent badly? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, that's basically all I do, is I just do a really bad Irish no, accent. No, 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 I just... I... It's, it's a serviceable Canadian accent <laughs> and a terrible Irish accent, <laughs> <laughs> is what we've actually got I here. I don't know who would be a good
1: Cinema Swirl, the new generation host. I'm not sure. Yeah, You know what, Kevin? I think we are the unique ingredient that makes Cinema Swell special.
0: Yeah, and that's true. I think true. If, if
1: we're out the door, then so is Cinema Swirl as a whole. As great a concept
0: as it is... <laughs> When you've got a, a gruesome twosome that everyone connects with, like mm. us, you know, you can't just replace them. That's why some of the worst Laurel and Hardy movies were the ones where they replaced them with Baldwin twins. That was just <laughs> a, a terrible run. Real dark period of the 1950s that people don't like to talk about when they, it was, uh, instead of Laurel and Hardy, it was Baldwin and Baldwin mm-hmm. and uh, didn't really sit well with anyone, least of all Laurel and Hardy themselves. Oh, actually, no, I do have a revamp in mind. I do have a okay. revamp in mind. When you and I, right, when we're dead and we're all skeletons with long beards, I am officially giving my permission for the ghastly ghouls at Disney to bring us back as CGI (laughs) spirits yeah I'm fine I like that and you know whoever's left kicking around in the, in the in the podcast network you know they can cart us out like for this ghoulish display like and mm. rawr, ghost holograms of Kevin and Sam trapped forever and Sam will see all the movies but he'll never have seen any of the films and that will <coughs> be the real true uh, irony of it all sorry you, you can't bring back holograms without it escalating into a Twilight Zone Black Mirror type no. of situation what's going on Sam we're in a little bit of a sequel y mood today mm. as we're looking at Rocky 2, the highly successful sequel to Rocky 1, aka the first Rocky movie. Yeah. And before we get into all of that jazz, I think it's time that we uh, dip our toes into the sequel to the mailbag.
1: Hey, welcome to Mailbag 2. The bag just got full.
0: This... <laughs> I want all the sequel segments to have taglines, yeah, okay? Yeah. So Mailbag two, 2. The bag is full. The bag is full. And now yeah, and they're taking Facebook messages as well now. So all of these messages this
1: time, because the bag is full, have come in from Facebook.com forward slash. The bag tracks. is full... <laughs> coming from Facebook.com forward slash Cinema Swirl.
0: Yeah, you know, Sam, you got these people out here, they're pessimists, they're optometrists, and they kind of say, oh, the glass is half empty, the glass is half full. But over here in Cinema Swirl 2.0, that is, Hmm. we just think that the bag is full. (laughs) Okay. So. Oh oh that's Facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl. Thank you.
1: You leave me hanging there. Um if you do want to send 2. in an, an email anyway, send it in to
0: Cinema Swirl two. No, don't no, do that No, no, don't, no, don't <laughs> no, no one told me No one told me there would be social admin involved With this sequel revamp all Right, Cinema Swirl. I'm, I'm resetting the universe Get rid of the CGI All the do okay, Get them okay. back
1: to the ranch so, If you've got an email sent in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com
0: That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com Oh this... uh, yeah, the bag is full <laughs>
1: Facebook message comes in from Chris Lynch, and he asks, are there any average films, ones that are not absolute classics, that you just really enjoy? Oh,
0: yes. Any think, kind of I just,
1: mean, you know, alright films that are not acclaimed, but you you love?
0: I mean, I would hazard a guess that some of the movies which I hold very, very near and dear to me, hmm. upon the critical lens of a rewatch, may transpire to be not- just rather <laughs> average movies. <Right. laughs> but, you know what? Honestly, I think average movies serve a very, very important purpose because... You know, and it's not every time you want to watch a big, mind-blowing, attention-sapping, total fucking, you know, all-encompassing uh, disaster like that. You know, sometimes it wants to be just something that's just good enough that it holds your attention and bad enough that you can chuckle at it a little bit and not take it too seriously. The Perfect Host starring David Hyde Pierce <laughs> for those great movies where the director also does the music because he's really hoping this movie will get his EP off the ground. Mm. Fabulous movie. Absolutely quintessentially average, but yep. again, a great average watch. I would say, you know what, a lot of the Marvel movies, and I'm a I'm a Marvel freak, but a lot of the Marvel movies are straight up average. Oh, right. yeah. Th- Thor 2 is the most average way to spend two and a half hours of your life, and I have spent it as such. So yeah, average movies for the win. There's got to be some three-star bangers out there in your life, Sam, surely now. Yeah,
1: I think so. I ju- I, you know what I have a, a fondness for? Is like modern American comedy movies because like just generic summer. uh, Here's a comedy movie that's alright right enough. Meet the
0: Oopy Doops. Yeah, there's
1: one. (laughs) There was one with like Brian Cranston and James Franco called Why Him?
0: And it's (laughs) and it's and it's it's
1: rubbish. (laughs)
0: sorry sorry what was the fucking working title for that one i know what you did last <laughs> summer i mean come on of all the titles to give a movie with james franco <laughs> at modern <laughs> why, him? why <laughs> him like or or not again would have been another good yeah. title for that or working title for fuck's sake already and it, it was pants but i've watched it twice
1: in my life now which is more than i can say about most of the films we've watched for cinema swell also things like fist fight With, is it Charlie Day and Ice Cube, I think?
0: Yeah yeah Wait. I'll tell you what uh, Lucky Number Sleven there's a thoroughly yeah. fun three star classic I've heard a lot of people really love that film yeah Joe the intern who m- made me watch it recently and was incensed that the film title Lucky Number Seven was kind of an in joke with me and some folks because it just seemed to be the most unwieldy phrase to put on the title of a movie ever and it like you know it had that working against it don't get me wrong yeah. and I didn't take the movie seriously for around 40 minutes but then it gave way to a solid three star classic
1: is that the one where the l is a seven it is in the dvd
0: (laughs) yes exactly it it details the events of nine a sleven it's uh, (laughs) a very uh, harrowing movie and (laughs) jesus (laughs) right oh i challenge anyone as well any of our listeners to send a sequel to any of your messages you've sent us before and just go back into your Gmail or Mm. your email account, any sort of email account you've sent from. Find it, yeah, and send the follow-up. And if you have had your question read out on this show, all the more reason to. So we'll get our sequels in. This question comes in from Taz McPherson.
1: He says, Are there any places you live slash have lived where famous films were shot. Now, I've got an answer for this.
0: Oh, I know you do. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you've got a banging answer for this. Is there anywhere that I've lived or lived near where they... Oh, actually, yeah. They did a really shitty biopic of Prince William, I believe, <laughs> in my school back in in Dublin. And all the people in my brother's year all got to be extras because they're all like the age which he was meant to be. So they basically had to use our study hall for uh, a couple of scenes. So we had to study in our rooms that night. We had to study... On our beds that night instead. So, uh, yeah. Because the Hollywood movie was in there. And you think how that comes across to an Irish Catholic boarding
1: student. Were they filming boarding school scenes there?
0: Yeah, exactly. The monarchy have to come in and shoot their Hollywood movie. (laughs) The king and queen of Hollywood are coming in here now. So they are disgraceful.
1: (laughs) Disgraceful. (laughs) My answer to this... Is that, and I don't want to be too specific about where I live, but by explaining this, I mean you—you'll be pretty close. Okay. So I I live (laughs) my famous postcode is (laughs) a place called Woolerton Park, which contains Woolerton Hall.
0: Which, by the way, I'm just saying that is totally where like the Dursleys live in fucking like that name, like Privet Drive out the Wazoo. That name there,
1: Woolerton Hall. (laughs) (laughs) What? I live near there. Walton Hall was used as the location for Wayne Manor in The Dark Knight Rises.
0: Not The Dark Knight. Okay, so when they're rebuilding it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the new one. And um, So while they were filming it, they brought in a big truck full of, you know, equipment and all that sort of stuff and set dressing and things like that. And that crashed into this really old wall that surrounds this lovely
0: house. In fairness, though, Batman usually leaves a trail of destruction in his yeah, way, does Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was quite authentic, but
1: there's a whole day near my house where there was just a truck crashed into a wall and they're having to try and dig it out. It's very fun.
0: Did they use the bat digger? <laughs> at,
1: the, at that time, because, you know, famous people like Christian Bale and, you know, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine were all said to be filming them. And around also,
0: here. Michael Bain was there as well. Michael Bain was, was the, there breathing yeah, really was the, weird. Yeah. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. There we go. (laughs) There we go. We we managed to mash it up,
1: baby. There were all sorts of rumours that like Morgan Freeman was down our local pub, or that Anne Hathaway was in the gym near where we live. I don't know how much any of that was true.
0: Yeah, because if anything, Hathaway, who's a fucking... She's a, an absolute tornado, that woman. She yeah. was down neck in pints, where Freeman was just actually trying to get some calisthenics in, you know? Yeah. And, s- seriously, Anne Hathaway, the thirst on her. She might as well have been pouring the drink down the toilet if it was going into her so yeah. fast.
1: absolute legend. Complete sesh queen. Loves it. So...
0: <laughs> My dad used to go
1: and try and peek over the wall and see what was happening while they were family. And that, that's
0: actually handy because your dad is quite tall, isn't he? Is he is quite tall. He's And um, when you're tall, you can peek over fences. It's a great, yeah. great feeling.
1: And he could see some gravestones being set up there, which at the time was a spoiler. And when he, t- he tried to get a photo of the gravestones, <laughs> and we considered selling it to, like... Spoiler websites and things like that. but um, Wow.
0: Look at you actively participating know, in Hollywood sabotage. Know,
1: but we had we had good morals and we didn't do it, but someone else did. And it was leaked early. But those gravestones. So um, the place where Batman is buried, spoiler alert. What? <laughs> I will edit that the other way around. Um... <laughs> Was uh, where I had my first kiss with one of my former partners was pretty much bang on where Batman's grave site was.
0: So are you telling me that that's like quite a a villainous thing to do? I mean, I'm pretty (laughs) sure like that's like some Joker, Harley Quinn level shit of you know having a kiss on Batman's grave.
1: We we kissed on Batman's grave in the past. I don't know. We did it preemptively,
0: and then did you like pick up dirt from his grave and rub it in your mouths in a sensual manner? We like? were like
1: time traveling Gotham goths, <laughs> just
0: you know, G squared over here, Gotham goths. Yeah, so that's that's
1: my claim to fame uh, in terms of my local area. They still screen Dark Knight Rises quite a lot there to try and you know rake a bit more cash out of.
0: They're still trying to uh, raise up the money for the wall that they destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, we have got one more question here which is from Kevin Poole. I think uh, Kevin Poole has asked a question before, but here's another Pool question. Pool
0: first name,
1: yeah, or should I say Pool first, first name. name? Let's dip back into the pool. He sounds like one pool dude. Has Sam started watching newly released movies that people say are great, or has the whole show been in vain? The answer to that question is the whole show has been in vain because I have not really kept up with promising new releases, as far as I'm aware.
0: That's the thing, right? Everyone thought you were, but then people forgot that you worked in a cinema for a yeah. bit.
1: Now I'm out of the cinema. It's game over. (laughs) I've not really kept up with the, you know, highly critically acclaimed new releases, but the most recent thing I saw at the cinema was
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen it? I've heard nothing but shockingly poor things. <laughs> it was And that's something for something for a movie that like I don't even care that much about Queen. You know, yeah. I know Freddie Mercury's a very important figure mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Couldn't tell you two things about him. Great mustache though. Uh yeah. yeah. I personally wasn't offended when Electric Six danced on his grave. I didn't see what the big whoop was about. That was a big controversy <laughs> at the time, was it? was a big He was dancing on the man's grave. But even with all those rock bottom I don't really cared no standards i still feel somehow personally cheated by that movie yeah i mean
1: i read a review that said it was queen's wikipedia page the movie which was
0: very accurate <laughs> all we hear is citation needed yeah citation
1: goo goo <laughs> it was like this happened then this ha- and it was it was just the most... There was one moment which I want to explain to you and I don't want to spoil the movie, but I, I need to tell someone this because it Please. upset me so much. Now, Mike Myers is in the movie. Okay? Sounds and cool. He plays a record executive at EMI. He's the big that boss.
0: That sounds uh, shagadelic. <laughs>
1: yeah. He, he's, the, he's the big record label boss, right? And Queen are trying to convince him to put Bohemian Rhapsody out as the lead single from their new album. Okay? And he wants it to be a song called I'm In Love With My Car. Now, at one point during this scene where Queen are arguing for Bohemian Rhapsody and he's arguing for this other song, He said, Mike Myers says, we need a song that the kids will play in their cars and bang their heads to. And oh, you wouldn't fr- get that with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, and he God. may as well just have then looked in the camera because like, I'm Mike Myers and I was in Wayne's <laughs> World and we... Do you remember we did that
0: uh, yeah and then the next scene he's like hey Queen you know that new sound you're after well dig this da 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 but other other than that I can't
1: really remember the last thing I saw at the cinema I've I've not really watched much quality stuff
0: I think people have been led down the primrose path to an extent there Sam because that's kind of like you know when I was working in a telemarketers briefly I could say oh I'm doing a lot more telemarketing now now that I work in a telemarketers Yeah. yeah. so you watching new releases was probably more because it was part of
1: your job (laughs) I think in general though if I watch really good films now that rules them out of later swirls years down the line that's so I, true I'm so I'm future proofing that shit by not watching the good stuff I consciously don't watch classic films by the way if they're ever on I now avoid them deliberately
0: well you know I'd kind of I hope you would. Yeah, You so would I, hope those so. yeah. like, but... yeah. I, I view that as like brushing your teeth it's none of my business but you better do it and I hope you do <laughs> You know, because if not, you and me and the, the dentist are going to have some words. You see what I'm saying?
1: But I don't know if part of that unspoken agreement is don't watch the good stuff now even. Like, don't really go out of your way to watch. Well,
0: it's difficult because like I was very happy when you went to see Force Awakens and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I thought that's kind of the point of this movie is that you could then go and ex- have experiences like that. So I think it's still important for, I guess, franchises. I mean, like... When they go back into you know Tolkien universe, you'll obviously be able to go in there with a firm footing. Uh,
1: Don't remind me.
0: Oh come on now! I mean, I think everyone's ready for the the... cinemaswell audience. (laughs) I think the the cinemaswell audience is ready for a post-Brexit Tolkien universe expansion. I'm just saying, you know. Sam, the movie du jour on tap today, Rocky 2. Rocky, one of my all-time favorite movies and an early fave on Cinema Swirl. Mm. And anytime anyone says, hey, you don't do no romantic movies on Cinema Swirl, I point them in direction of Rocky, the greatest mm. love story ever told. Honestly, that movie spurned on like a, a, a rekindling of my Rocky fandom when we did it for Cinema Swirl. I've watched it two times since. Oh, okay. and I was wondering if you recall any of the details... Of Rocky 1 and where we're up to and what you think is going to happen in Rocky 2. Now, catch the people up. Were you a fan of, of the first Rock? A few days ago, I started listening to episode 11
1: of Cinema Swirl, which was Rocky, but I didn't get to the Star Wipe rating. But it sounded like I was enjoying it. I
0: think I did. I think that was a four. If yeah, I yeah. recall, that was a solid four. I remember being a hoot and
1: a holler. A bit of a. It was a fun movie. I got very invested in it. Yeah. I remember. I should have broke your thumbs. <laughs> I should have broke your thumbs. But it's wrong. Uh,
0: what else happened to Rocky in that movie? Should we do a little recap? A Rocky recap. We'll, we'll go back down Rocky Road. <laughs> <and we'll... laughs> oh, you know why there's so many potholes? Because we can't stop eating it. Yeah, right. So Ro- Rocky Road.
1: Rocky Road. So, Rocky is lives in Philadelphia. He's a bit of a shit boxer, right? He's an amateur boxer. He's not very good. He's known as the Italian Stallion, right? And... Well, at the start, he kind of sparks up a little romantic relationship with a woman called Adrian.
0: Yes, who you thought was a pal at the start. I, yeah, which, uh, just a good mate
1: called Adrian. Mate Adrian. Not easy true, deception. Not the case. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to call soft deception in the business. That's going on. That's bubbling up. At the same time, Apollo Creed yeah. is a famous boxer. Big, good, good boxer. The best boxer ever, right? He's a
0: caliber of boxer who will wear an overcoat over his shoulders and then use his hands to gesticulate still.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's very charismatic, very talkative, very, you know, big business, showbiz man.
0: He's a shiny man and a a very well-dressed man is uh, Carl Weathers. Always immaculately dressed with Mm. lovely jewels.
1: Now, his uh, opponent drops out. (gasps) And so in trying to find a replacement, they just go, we'll just get some local lad, just some no-good schmuck. To a the, tomato can! A, to, a, a tomato can. They get Rocky, he agrees to do it, and he starts training up, doesn't he? he starts doing the Rocky montage.
0: Yeah, he starts listening to Eye of the Tiger on repeat, because everyone da, thinks that bit is set to Eye of the Tiger, when it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not, it's
1: the... And
0: I'll tell you, don't eat eggs the way Rocky does, because... no, just, he, Come on.
1: He down some raw eggs. And who's his trainer? Who's his trainer person? Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Mattress Mick. (laughs) Mattress Mick. (laughs) Basically, Rocky goes the distance in the fight in the end. So he doesn't doesn't win. He doesn't win, but he goes the distance. He goes the distance, yeah. yeah. And that's what's important. He said, I did it for you, Adrian, and those two mates have a great mate date later on. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. Much like Karate Kid, it's one of those movies where you get to the big climax and it fucking stops. And that's great.
0: That's it. It's the emotional weight of leaving on a high. And the yeah. movie does that very, very well. Now, the only person I think you missed out of there was Paulie. Do you remember Paulie? Oh, Paulie's brother of Adrian? Yeah. Friend of Rocky. In inverted commas.
1: Complete piece of shit. Just this horrible Pretty much lech man <laughs> who, I think, tries to get money from Rocky or... He, he's he's just a jerk, isn't he? I remember him being a jerk. Yeah,
0: but he's also Rocky's meat connection. Which in the boxing oh, um, world, you need a meatman.
1: Rocky likes uh, uh, beating the uh, meat. Yeah, punch- go
0: ahead, say it. Uh, the meat. Uh,
1: he likes he's a beef puncher.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know when people are masturbating, they're just like punching their penis over and over and over <laughs> again in a rotating motion. That's how I do it. That's how we all do it, baby. And I won't be stopped. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the
1: movie. He he gets there, he stops everyone thinking he's a bum, and he's won. Well, he's not won. He's not won. But he went the distance. Earned, he's earned himself a reputation.
0: So, tell me then, Rocky Two, what's going to happen? Have you heard anything about what happens? And are you anticipating a similar level of quality? Because you might as well mention it here, you know, the three idea of sequels. A lot of people always say that sequels are doomed to, to failure. But we've done, mm. obviously, uh, some sequels either to return. Back to the Future 2, which I preferred, and Empire Strikes Back, which I think is still a better movie. Mm-hmm. But where do you stand on the sequels and where do you think this one's going to go?
1: Well, unfortunately, having gone to the legal DVD shop, I have seen that Carl Weathers is on the cover of some versions of it. Yeah. Um, so I assume they fight again. Oh! Even though they said there would be no rematch. I'm pretty sure I mean, they went, no, no rematch. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure in boxing and in wrestling, if someone says no rematch, that's like a contractual verbal agreement. But
1: that's what Logan Paul and KSI said. Um, <laughs> look where we are now, which is the modern Rocky. <laughs> you know, so I think they're gonna fight again. Yeah, but now Rocky is known. He's a known entity. He's a Ooh. he's a made man. He's got a, a good reputation. No one thinks he's just some local schmuck, some local bum.
0: He's but he's not. He's, there's something attached to that bum now. The, <laughs> a contender. That bum is a contender. Exactly. That uh, bum's a working man. Yeah, he's a, he's a known
1: boxer now. And I wonder whether that's going to affect his life. Whether he's earned a level of celebrity, maybe. Maybe he might have to deal with the perils of public life. Yes. How's his relationship
0: with Adrian going to weather that storm? Oh, and you know what as well about this? It's very, very interesting. Because yeah. when, when, he, when he made Rocky, old slick Sly Stallone mm. it was only a babby. He was not particularly well known. It was uh, a low-level, if anything. Or was there a parallel? I I wonder if there may be. (laughs) I wonder if there may be.
1: Because it won an Oscar. uh, It won a bloody Oscar. The first Rocky.
0: People, like, the Rocky movies become a certain type of movie. But they start off as a different type of movie. And they start off as the type of movie that wins Best Picture. I'm interested to see what you think of... The sequel and where we go from there. Did this not win Best Picture? <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, it didn't. <laughs> okay, but in the Academy was the level of parody to which Rocky gets to is is shocking. And I not I don't want to spoil things for you, but I think you know, as soon as you say Rocky, people will will, will bring that up. Like right. any franchise that goes that long, is gonna have that issue at one point. Yeah. But I'm interested to see because you know if this one holds up. The last time I watched Rocky, it completely reinvigorated my love of the franchise. Yeah. So, for me, I'm quite excited about watching this. I, I think you'll like us. Was Paulie still alive
1: at the end of the last one? Yes. Yeah, he's, oh, he's still knocking about.
0: He didn't die of loneliness or anything I, like that's that. That's what i hoped. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'll be some scrolly text at the start. Where it's like, Paulie Paulie's dead. Did, da, 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 <laughs> Paulie died of loneliness.
1: <laughs> Paulie went back to his home planet.
0: Oh, man. Well, Sam, we've talked all about the sequel. So mm. let's go do a Cinema Swirl Sequel, and we're back, or should I say, it is the sequel to us being back. (laughs) They're back again, oh, yeah, and they're back. For more, again, uh, we're back again after Rocky 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, we start things off with the incredibly emotional end of Rocky 1 and Sam. This had me all. Uh, um, emotions. Yeah. Uh, I hate these. Uh, hey, yo, Kevin, Bef- <laughs>
1: before we get into that recap, the, the, kind of, the title sequence, the title bit that yep. comes across Rocky in big yellow font on a black background. Really reminded me of Watchmen. You know, the Watchmen <laughs> thing. You know, that kind of color scheme.
0: Yeah, no, we all want to be reminded of the Watchmen movie. Thanks very much. Well, I wasn't uh,
1: necessarily saying the movie. But no, like. no, thanks for
0: reminding me of the Watchmen movie. Thanks very much, Watchmen movie, for creating the stigma that Leonard Cohen songs aren't appropriate to have sex to. Thanks a lot about that, yeah? <laughs> Fucking bunch of cowboys is what they are. That man, yeah, he's died for us so we could live better lives. And now no one can have sex to "Hallelujah" without it being weird. And that's on you, Watchmen. That's why Alan Moore was upset about it as well. Because he used to have a proper "I'll go-out to that song, and now he can't anymore. No. Because of the movie. He can't do it anymore. It's, I understand Alan Moore's artistic frustrations with, with the movie as a result. Sam, I should ask, I guess, your initial gut reaction to Rocky II, being caught up in the whirlwind of emotions as it dares you to root for the underdog once more. Did you have a good time?
1: I did. I feel good, but kind of in exactly the same way I did when watching Rocky 1, you know? (laughs) it, It feels like I've watched the same film twice. Kind of.
0: I mean, yeah, I I totally get that. And I like to imagine... And this is the issue, right? Is that Sylvester Stallone and Rocky Balboa are completely different. Sylvester Stallone, very articulate man in his own right. Uh, He designs watches and pens now. And I suggest you go, he does. And they're absolutely absurd and there is like (laughs) there is a nine minute video floating around it's some like he had some designer in Turkey whip them up this nine minute proof of concept video of like check out my cool new pen it's got ink, it's got a clicky bit, you know, it's got a skulls here, it's got a, like a gun and an eagle and a raptor, you know, it's, it's all yeah. fucking, all sorts, of, he's, he's a millennium man, Sam, is what all I'm right. saying, alright? But Rocky Tio comes across like Rocky Balboa has made this movie, mm. he kind of comes in and goes, hey, you know, United Artists, you like the first movie, you know, it had me, <laughs> you know, Rocky, that's that's me, Rocky Balboa, and I had a fight with, uh, you know, Apollo Creed, he's, he's a big master disaster, and uh, there was Adrian there, and you know, I And then I fight him, and people don't think I can do it, but I do it. And there's a montage. It's like, okay, Rocky, yeah, alright, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. I can see what we're doing here. I, I like that we get a little reminder of what happened at
1: the end of the last one. I think that's was quite yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, a little recap. It's ballsy, isn't it? Considering how similar the movie is, it's yeah. like, yeah, come on, we know us. Previously you know? on Rocky. Yeah, you're going to be back here in, like, two hours' it all time. It comes full this circle. This exact, exact <laughs> place. I forgot
1: how fucked up Rocky's face got. Oh. Oh, I forgot that. Oh. Pretty convincing beat-up makeup for the time, you know? He he does look beat-up.
0: Do you think that they legitimately beat up Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, like, Yo, Sly, they ain't buying that you got beat-up in this. Well, what do you want me to do, Paulie? I think we should go back and hit you upside the head with this two-by-four. (laughs) I mean
1: if they did that's commitment to filmmaking and it's work and it's very good Sly Stallone directed this one did he direct the last one I can't remember no he didn't he He wrote wrote the the last last one one. but now he's writing and directing
0: this is what I like about these movies is that there's serious grassroots campaigning going on you know the first movie Rocky was written obviously by Sylvester Mm -hmm. and he wanted to perform as Rocky and because he was an unknown quantity at the time and it was a script that was viewed to be like quite a bit of potential yeah no one at the studio wanted him to be the the lead so he had to kind of go on a big kind of campaign of like proving that he loved the movie and that he really believed in it and that it's you know he wrote it for him to play it and similarly this time around he really wanted to direct it and he had to do a similar campaigning with the studio to kind of say right. look I know it I know the vision I want it's very similar to the vision of the first movie which makes it very easy uh, <laughs> please let me direct it and so yeah this is Rocky directing Rocky mm. so it's, it's
1: good and the music is five star Bobby Dattler once again
2: This music we get
1: in the ambulance ride from the ring to, I guess, the hospital is fucking awesome. Like a
0: kind of remix of the main theme. It is. It's 1979, which means that the likes of Bill Conti, who provides the fabulous music for this, are turning their... up on their... machines, which I'm very in favour of. That late 70s style... Because mm. the Warriors came out around this time as well, yeah. Sam.
1: The beeps and boops are coming in.
0: It is. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. The robots growing up out of the ground to release their mm. alien noises. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. So, starting on the end of Rocky 1 he's knocking me for six. And I think it makes it difficult to judge this movie. Mm. Because right at the start, they take you to that very emotional place. They do. And they shake you all around. And mm. You have to see Adrian all over again. Adrian. i was close to tears and since i watched the after cinema swirl i cried watching rocky right. right i watched it with joe and joe fell asleep and i had a cry and then she woke up and was like oh rocky won did he I was like, no he didn't so why are you so sad like because he's a bum oh. <laughs> he can't win he's a tomato can <laughs> but right since then it's it's been on the shelf for me is like that's the movie that made me sad right and I'm, I'm very adamant about it being an emotional romantic movie and I before we sat down to the movie I spent like 10 minutes defending Rocky's romantic nature to Joe Yeah, and as a result I was all all those feelings were bubbled to the surface, and I came close to crying again at Rocky. Oh. Is it is
1: it in particular the ending that gets you? Yes! The big emotional climax of it all, and the fact he goes the distance, yeah, and he did it for Adrian.
0: And because they spent the whole movie being introverted and dumb and stupid and yeah. not being able to speak to each other, and he has the biggest moment of his life, and then all he wants to do is go, Adrian, I love you! Yeah, ah! it's sweet, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It makes me want to box. Yeah. (laughs) I bet all the boxers are great lovers. (laughs) I imagine Floyd Money Mayweather spends some of that money on uh, taking his girl out for a nice dinner, huh?
1: I'm sure he does. Yeah, after he's let his face kind of heal up.
0: Yeah. Whoa, million dollar baby. Well, why don't we spend some of that money (laughs) and have a gay old time, huh? How about it? How about you and I paint the town red, million dollar baby?
1: (laughs) When they get to the hospital, Rocky's back to his good old ways of cracking jokes, because he's a funny guy. He's a a hilarious dude. He slags off Mickey's nose. It's like, hey, hey, how's my nose looking? as bad as yours. It's classic Rocky. He's just...
0: He's he's both the most famous man in A&E, and the funniest (laughs) man in A&E. Which is what happened when Harry Hill had that fall, and he had to go to A&E, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) I don't want to skip ahead too far but I don't know why when Rocky is kind of struggling for money he doesn't think well I'm a a funny guy I'm gonna get on that stage do what those comedians do do some comedy I would love a film where Rocky just goes on the open mic circuit
0: oh man that'd be great and I'd like him to do maybe a serialised version of the Rocky movies that end with him doing a little set like Seinfeld like (laughs) and he'd be like do you ever notice do you ever notice the cows they don't use they don't use their horns they got bells They got bells. Funny when you think about that, huh?
1: Apollo really kicks things off here. (laughs) He says he's got a dual skull. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the same hospital, like, challenging Rocky to a rematch straight away. And Rocky's quite right. He's saying, hey, you said no... No rematch. He's like, well, no.
0: <laughs> I want one now. Tough shit, Rocky. I'm a liar. Yeah. Uh, tell me now. He calls him, saying it's a dull skull. Was that was that his backup line in case the Smelly Belly didn't come off or anything <laughs> like that,
1: or uh, a numb bum? I mean, bum gets thrown around a lot later, so I think that maybe they were going sparing on the on the bum talk to begin with.
0: Seriously, not since Sir Mix-a-Lot have we heard <laughs> quite as much fast and loose <laughs> booty chatter. Than we have here, uh, as everyone and their mother is called a bum in Rocky too. <laughs> so, Rock has essentially said that he's retired. You know, he mm. don't want to fight no more. He got the shit knocked out of him. He's into surgery pretty much straight away. And he's high as a kite on that table as they're cutting into his eye, fixing out his nose. Got a big face on him. Yeah. 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 And Pauly is uh. Uh, moving on up in the world. Looking good. Looking, pa- looking well, Pauly.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's looking good, but he co- he comes crawling along, slith- slithering in, slithering, asking for Rocky's old job.
0: Now there's something quite low down about one asking your friend for their old job. Yeah. Two about asking your friend for an old job when you're recovering from major surgery and you may have brain damage. And three, all of those things, and the job is a fucking debt collector for a local hoodlum. I mean, come on. But
1: Rocky, as ever, he's he's a nice lad, isn't he? He's quite polite. But you like, oh, yeah, sure. Once my f- <laughs> face isn't all fucked up, I'll go and like put in a good way you, I'll, I'll get you sorted.
0: Yeah, putting a good word with the mob like, you know, what's his yeah. stance on thumb breaking, Colin?
1: <laughs> He's signing graphs now. This is his first autograph and you can tell that because he says, oh, this is my first autograph. <laughs>
0: That no filter has Rocky, has I he? I
1: fucking, I love him. I forgot how weird the way he talks is.
0: Exactly. He's so weird. I love how weird and how outwardly, like, not say shambolic, but like how readily they are gonna put, like, Sylvester Stone is writing and directing this movie mm. and he's starring in it. He has the complete command over this and he puts himself across as being this really vulnerable, stupid guy. And yeah. I can't imagine there are too many people in Hollywood, particularly who are like big action stars, who are queuing up to look like, an idiot because you know, everyone reckoned You know, when I was a kid growing up, it's like, Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's he's probably an idiot. Mm. And they, all these big muscle action stars like JCVD, he must be an idiot. Now, we all, of course know that Jean Claude Van Damme, as well as being a sophisticated and emotionally intelligent gentleman, is also quite academic, as is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. But you know, Stallone, watch making a side and pen making a side, he's out in center here saying, I'm a big dum dum, and I kind of like that. Yeah,
1: it's cute, it's a good character trait. He seems like a nice lad, you know. Yeah, he's innocent. I forgot how weird it is the <laughs> just the kind of the way he just the way he says things is is kind of amazing.
0: But I love it. He comes out of his room in the middle of the night and I, like creaks open the door and he's like, "Yo, Apollo, you think we'll be friends forever?" <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's, it's me, me, Rocky, Rocky <laughs> the Italian stallion. We don't had that fight last night. <laughs> What's he say to him?
1: did you give me your best or something like that
0: yeah he was asking if he gave him his best right you know want to know if he took it easy on him or anything like that right. which of course incenses Apollo because this is the the undercurrent of the movie is that he threw the fight yeah Rocky doesn't like think much of what his accomplishment is but Apollo was rattled beyond belief mm. and everyone's trying to get his mind off of this Rocky business as soon as possible and Rocky's moving on up in the world he's got endorsement deals coming out the wazoo yeah and he's a bit busy he's like oh you know, to, you know I'll call you and like oh yeah I got your number and like oh no I'll call Like hey yo, I'll call you. I hope many endorsement deals get signed that way. When someone go oh, yo, yo, Mister Nike, I got some of them shoes you told me to promote. (laughs) Yo. Hashtag paid for our content! Hashtag end. <laughs> I
1: reckon he could be quite loud though, so if you were, you know, a contract man waving a contract around, you could probably hear him way off in the distance and just follow the, hey yo! And, you know, you'd know where to go. Like sonar.
0: We need you to initial it as well, Mr. Bellboyer. Oh! Okay, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he kind of wa- He waves it off Doesn't he He goes Ah no I'll come back to you uh, Just, yeah. yeah No I'll do that who need, later Who
0: needs money When I got friends Yes, yeah. got, got my best pal Adrian by my side And him and Drian They go zooing Heading off to the zoo In the snow Are you a zoo fan Zam I am a zoo fan Any any top notch zoos Nearby Or ones you'd recommend Hearty days out Not necessarily
1: nearby I've been to Chester Zoo
0: That was pretty oh, good Oh that's a good zoo That was a Very belter good of zoo.
1: a zoo And I've been to London Zoo Is it just called
0: London Zoo?
1: I think so. so. The one in London. See that?
0: Or it's called Diddly-Doo London Zoo. Diddly-Doo London
1: Zoo. I do love a zoo. Although, zoo in the snow seems like an interesting prospect. I imagine most of the animals would, in real life, be... Kept indoors and kept warm.
0: Jeez, oh, I remember going to Yorkshire Wildlife Park right. in the snow and it just like seeing like the, the giraffes in the snow and like That's the tigers a, yeah. in the snow. It was seeing a tiger in the snow was pretty fucking incredible. I have to admit. Yeah, seeing in Yorkshire as well where they do proper food and proper gravy and proper tea, mm. uh, it was all the better, all the sweeter. Really. Also, top zoo and tip: if yeah. you do be on a zoo, Billy told me this recently. Very, very good. You go around the zoo, you see all the animals, then you have your lunch, your break, and then you go backwards and you see all the animals again Mm. in case any of them have moved around. So you double zoo Oh, yeah, yeah. Apply the same logic that you would to a fine art gallery. Right, take another look. See if you missed any subtext. Yeah, go up there, really feel the paintings, you know. (laughs) Give them a a good smell, like. Go to one of those petting galleries. Yeah exactly Oh oh, stop touching the paints Well stop making them embossed then With loads of layers of delicious looking paints I'm going to touch them I'm sorry Mm. The same thing happens when I see Ryan Giggs' immaculately gelled head From 1997 You want to lick it I have to lick it I have to touch it Yeah Now that didn't happen in 97 But the galleries are still there. Hmm. And that's their fault. So I'll say no more. You got a bit of an awkward proposal for for Oh my word.
1: This is, I think, my favourite film proposal I've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, Hey, so uh, (laughs) what do you think you're doing for the next 40 to 50 years? He's got a very uh, accurate estimate of his lifetime. It's both completely not smooth, and yet, within the context of Rocky, it's kind of brilliant, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, because, like, Adrian's like, oh, I don't
1: know, maybe, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> what, what do you think about, would you mind uh, marrying me a bit? <laughs>
0: Something. <Somebody's like> so <laughs> casual yeah. about it. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Adrian loves him. She does love yeah, him, yeah. and that's why this is all okay. She
1: says yes straight away, and... I think he gives a good indication of what married life is going to be like. He's going to be a great guy. He ain't going to leave no hair in the sink. Is <laughs> his main selling point here?
0: And that's why I'm not ready for marriage yet because I can't make that promise. I can't make. I don't think I can make that. I leave hair in sinks I've not even been to. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. you check your sink now, and I know There's you're a, you're some, a ways away. Kevin there is, it. Yeah. it is, yeah, it travels. Boy, do I know. <laughs> A thing I didn't
1: expect here is that we cut straight to the wedding.
0: Yeah, it's traditional, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Proposal to... Oh, they're married now. Another great Rocky thing here. I think... I'm trying to put my finger on, like, what's so brilliant about his personality i think he treats everything as kind of the same level of importance
0: yeah there is no better than yeah so like when she says
1: i do he goes oh hey thanks <laughs> like, like, like she's just held the door open for him or something it's kind of the, it's the same there's there's a nice balance yeah, and at,
0: at the end of the wedding he's like oh father i'm proud of you like you know you did a good <laughs> yeah, you job don't, you, you don't know it, father. hey yo <laughs> Aww. it's a great owl wedding you know it's it's a typical italian wedding isn't it you have the boxing match the quick convalescence yeah. and then the wedding by the friday and the, the holiday then after that you know so it's a quick turnaround
1: the wedding with basically no one there which is a bit You're, weird oh,
0: not the- on now they're all there all the well, gangs there mick was there you got paulie you got mick and you got tony from organized crime yeah who is on behalf of organized crime ask rocky to invest his money wisely oh. in organized
1: crime we get a solid gag here though don't we hashtag solid gag when we've got uh hey how about investing in condominiums and rocky looking back blankly going oh i never use them Oh, come on. There we go. Uh-huh. Joke's
0: there. It's great, because condominium, it's a long, complicated word, much like prophylactic is. So it kind of it fits, doesn't it, like, you know? That's... I wouldn't mind living in a prophylactic apartment. That sounds like a very nice place, like, you know? We could call them Profos for short. Yeah, we could make a bit of a bit of a kill on this. Uh, on the way back from his wedding,
1: carrying Adrian, I, I'm so glad we meet up with the street corner singers again.
0: Yeah, very tuneful. Even more tuneful than the first movie. Yeah, I think so. I think they've been
1: practicing a little bit, and she's just like, "Hey, who who the fuck's that?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, they're just they're just you know, every every city has you know the street corner singing boys." And I think yeah. she quite rightly is like, "No, they." No, they don't. <laughs> That's she doesn't say this, but the way she asks the question is kinda like, What's what's that? How does that work? Do you have to are...
0: people in on the street corners in,
1: in Manchester?
0: <laughs> in Manchester? No. But remember there was that one man who came up to me and you once in Manchester and he started rapping and we were like, Oh wow, yes, this is great I do street remember. performance. And then he, by the time he reached the fourth verse, we felt uncomfortable to leave. It was like, yeah. okay, we're we're, get, we're getting the EP here now. But I
1: don't think he was, like, trying to advertise anything to us.
0: No, he was trying to prove a point with rap, and I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. Sometimes a boy just wants to rap, you know? Do you think That's, he would have uh... done
1: that if you'd have been, like, carrying your newlywed wife <laughs> with you? Just like...
0: Yeah I I imagine he would have Maybe a special Special wife rap Maybe of some sort Do you think that's like Why they're pretty much They're leaving the Neighbourhood Within a week or two Of this Because she's like Oh no 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 I ain't ain't staying on no corner With no fucking boys Singing like (laughs) See I mean honestly My mate of mine Used to live around a place Where the bottles got emptied For the big hotel In the town Mm. And they got emptied Every morning At like 4 in the morning And like No way You know Ain't living there You know Likewise, boys on the corner, they'd be singing at all hours.
1: Mm. Uh, so they get back into their like dingy little flat after the wedding night, and Rocky says something... I, that, I
0: think it's officially a bedsit, because the bed is in the middle bit. And that is all the bit there is.
1: Dingy little bedsit after their wedding night, and Rocky says, you're the best thing to ever come into my crazy life. And then, literally like a couple of seconds later, he says, you're the best thing to ever come into my life. And it's kind of like he's a sort of NPC character... In a video game, who's got like something that they need to say, but they keep repeating it in slightly different ways over and over.
0: Yeah, it's 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 actually a hint, is what's happening yeah. here. You know, this is how you solve the puzzle in the next <laughs> room.
1: But you know, they have a nice little smooch. Uh, they settle down on the on the wedding night, have some nice wedding night smoochy time.
0: Yeah, you kiss on your wedding night, and then it goes and just kind of you know does that weird transition effect. Yeah. So as is tradition on the wedding night,
1: no. <laughs> Rocky just suddenly really gets into buying shit.
0: Yeah, a rock and his money are soon parted, as the old saying goes. And neither a lender nor a borrower be. But I think it's because he's excited and, Mm. you know, he's in love. And he wants to buy a whole mess of presents and nice things. And I... Can relate to that somewhat, I think.
1: Well, we all like nice things. Don't get me wrong, but I think Rocky might have needed to sit down with a financial advisor at first who would have said, maybe sign some of those (laughs) commercial contracts Uh, first, then buy all the nice stuff whereas he's going oh I'm going to be in commercials now
0: yeah he's spending like an absolute arsehole he buys a car that makes him look like a cock and drives it like an even bigger willy
1: he drives worse than me and that's saying something
0: uh, how's your driving
1: it's alright I just I don't like it I don't like driving
0: no 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 if you're not liking driving it's the same as you being bad at driving no though, is it?
1: no I'm alright no. at driving I can drive
0: you know you're not like Rocky fucking revving the no, arse not, out of it I'm not
1: kangarooing the whole thing
0: you like fucking Rocky driving the car in a way that you can taste the diesel in the back of your mouth if he's driving past you well,
1: I don't know if, I, I've don't not been in a, a fast car before I don't know how no? I handled that no fast never, car. never driven a fast car
0: you well, have you only been in like those kind of heavy carts is that it like a Mario Kart just
1: uh, like a Reliant Robin that I just <laughs>
0: drive <Yeah>. around <laughs> doing wheelie deals yeah I, I would kind of imagine you driving a car that if a stiff breeze went past yeah, you it would reveal be... to be a husk that you're actually pedalling, <laughs> like you know it's not actually a real Car. Rocky buys himself a cool new jacket with a tiger on the back because he's a (laughs) badass.
1: and then where is it for the rest of the movie which is yeah him?
0: he's got tiger energy now hasn't he you know he, his problem is Sam is that he likes everything you know everything yeah. is great mm. now say what you will people look down on being a cynical old curmudgeon and hating everything mm. but if you're cynical and hate everything you will save more money than yeah. if you just love everything
1: you don't buy all the random tat because you think it's nice exactly not.
0: I convince myself I don't like Papa John's right yeah and that's been good for the wallet yeah I know Oh, I know I love us.
1: Obviously, I do. Yeah, it's that fucking yeah? yellow sauce, isn't it? That yeah, I just disgusting want to it. Butter sauce. Yeah, but it's lovely. But it's all racist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it, right? Literally. How many more reasons did Papa John's have to give us? <laughs> Other than Papa John himself coming in here and slap me and go, "What are you going to do about it? Nothing, because you're a nobody. You're a bum, no, and then leave no, it. Drink your
1: a- damn sauce." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then he put my bag out on skid row as well. If he did all that, that's maybe the last straw.
1: What else can they do? When they're buying a house, they go and have a look around. And Rocky looks at everything and says everything is nice. Everything in the house. Oh, that's a nice staircase. Oh, this is nice... Oh, there could be a radio over there. That's nice.
0: They are nice, though. They are nice. Oh, they're all... It's
1: nice. It's a nice house.
0: A a broken clock will be right twice a day. And Rocky was on the nose when he said those were good floors.
1: Yeah, they were great floors, supported by steel. That's nice. He buys the house without looking upstairs. Which, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Rocky!
0: The Home Buying Guide specifically states, check out the upstairs. There could be a picture of Dorian Gray up there. You don't know what'll be up there.
1: But, you know, I wish I was as positive and just happy-go-lucky as Rocky. He is. I like his attitude, but it's kind of you can t- see that it's going to run him into some trouble pretty quick.
0: Would you say you're more like Apollo, who's at his headquarters, reading all the tweets from the haters? <laughs> he, is, he is reading the comments, isn't he? I love his! You know what? The good old days, when if you wanted to say something abusive and hateful to a celebrity, where you had to pay postage and go to a place to send it.
1: I was going to say, if people had to do that, they wouldn't be so cruel. And yet, here we are. People just said, through the match, you're an idiot, kill yourself. It's basically like scrolling down on YouTube. It's it's basically the same thing.
0: Just imagine if every YouTube comment had to be go through a processing centre, had to be sorted, and then resorted, and then a men and women in cars had to go out and on bikes with a big old sack of them and put them in everyone's home.
1: One of them weed on it by accident at some point. At one
0: point or another... (laughs) All I'm just saying, if someone like Kevin Mann could potentially piss on us, would you be sending that hateful tweet to a celebrity? You've got to really hate someone. I don't think you
1: would. No. I don't think you would. But he's getting riled by it. He's biting, you know? He's he's feeding he the is. trolls. It's upsetting him.
0: He is. He's listening to the haters, mm. which is bad. You should not listen to the haters. Block them out. Don't drink the haterade. Drink Gatorade. It's got electrolytes and fruit. It should be great for boxers, you know? <laughs>
1: That's what they need.
0: Do you think many boxers get, like, much hate on Twitter these days? Like, is boxing one of those things like wrestling or being a musician or anything like that where you get a lot of shit?
1: I imagine there's some boxing banter going on. That's something about, like, big, big strong men who could beat the shit out of you having to go at them from the, you know, safety of being anonymous. Seems quite fun.
0: Well, What are you gonna do? Box me? Your gloves are all padded, mate. I can take it. Yeah, yeah I'll be fine. That's why no one fucks with bare knuckle boxers on Twitter. Those lads are no, untouchable. Don't,
1: yeah, don't slag them off. <laughs> but as long as they've got the big silly hands, you're fine. It's,
0: it's okay. Yeah, because yeah, they'll be able to tweet back the response. <laughs> <laughs> can they read something better. Oh no! Yo, Adrian, I tried to reply to this hater. Instead, all I did was send a bunch of globe emojis. <laughs>
1: So Rocky's not been using his condominiums, has he? Cuz
0: He's not because Adrian's pregnant. She, she's pre- pregnant. And yeah, I mean this is this is fantastic. This is good. I've heard of Premonje, but Pregemonje, <laughs> uh, it's another thing
1: altogether. <laughs> He's proud of her in the same way he was proud of the priest for doing the wedding well
0: you know? Oh, you did it. Oh. Hey, you did a great job. I'm proud of you. Yay. I mean, yeah. The harder bit's coming later, Rocky, I think. Yeah, uh, you'll find. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've done it. Yay. Yeah. I, I don't know what anyone goes on about, about childbirth being so hard. That was easy. All we did was have sex without a <laughs> condominium. I mean, what's what's the big whoop like? To secure some funding
1: for this family he's got going on, he's he's going to start doing these commercials. Of course he is. He's got to sell oh. out. Yeah. He's doing the Go Compare ads. Yo. For ladies who insured their cars,
0: Sheila's wheels are the real superstars. Girls are gone beyond endurance, paying too much for their car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember this? <laughs> Uh. Come get on the shielders, <laughs> wheels Yeah uh. He did do an ad For Warburton's though Didn't he Oh shit yeah he did He did He did didn't he Warburton's With the deep pockets Warburton's mm. They got Kermit the Frog They got fucking Rocky Balboa And yet There was a Crumpet shortage This summer 2018 Summer 2018 Never forget the CO2 shortage was mm. the World Cup Did that affect that- Crumpets? It did It meant there were No crumpets Because they can't Make in the little... Can't make the aeration. Yeah. So, well, no, there were, there were still crumpets, Sam. Don't right. worry. There were still crumpets up in the fucking Star Palace and the Cloud Kingdom, yeah? <laughs> but then in Aldi and Little, the real fucking proper supermarkets where <laughs> <for> actual people <laughs> shop, you couldn't get them anymore. I'm just saying Sylvester Stallone's got blood on his hands.
1: Later on in this film, he literally does, but... It... <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not wrong. Uh, He's dressed up as a caveman.
1: Yes. To advertise aftershave.
0: It is a bit of a mixed metaphor though because he's dressed up as a caveman and the ladies are dressed up as sexy safari hunters type thing. Mm. And there's like, which is it? Is it a caveman or is it on safari? You don't go on safari finding no caveman. Unless it's some sort of fantastical time-traveling safari, which I very much detest.
1: Yeah, I mean, the director here is kind of slagging off Rocky's acting ability in that he can't really read very well. He's a
0: freshly brain
1: damaged boxer what do you expect leave him alone yeah although smeal mainly instead of smell manly is quite funny
0: yeah calling it cats rats i do that all the time i would have kept that
1: in and just make that the advert just do, do it like a funny outtake thing at the end of a jim carrey movie and that'll sell you aftershave you know <laughs> have him do some origami go it's a goose and then like it's perfect you'll be fine <laughs> But <laughs> he can't really do it, can he? He's not.
0: No, he's actually pretty shit at selling out, all things considered. And there's kind of like, with the way his voice quavers, it really underpins the lack of dignity that he has. Like, particularly yeah. when he's like, you can't do this one. Let's do the backup one where you're dressed up as a boxer. We've got all the fake kind of blood and stuff on you, the fake facial bits to make it look like mm. you're all grazed up. Go on, do it there instead. And he, he just gets quieter and quieter, and it's, you can just feel the confidence ebbing away from him.
1: It's really quite sad, isn't it? and you feel he for him is. a lot in this situation
0: I think that the movie is very very good at showing honestly if you are someone in that position like a, a fighter or whatever and you're mm. known for a certain thing that you know it's not necessarily a given you know, a lot of people are amazing at doing it at like going from sports to doing the endorsements and whatnot. you yeah. know obviously OJ Simpson was very good at it but that really isn't the most important thing about OJ Simpson <laughs> I, I feel that's I feel complimenting him for that is a disservice mm. to what actually but it's like, yeah... It's, it's not that easy and people who kind of go on sports athletes for doing the sell out it actually takes a little bit of skill to sell out
1: yeah and Rocky realises that pretty quick he's wasted their time apparently according to the director he's very irate although I'm not he's sure he's not if, a professional I'm not sure his campaign was that strong it seemed like the sort of shit they do on The Apprentice yeah when exactly they, when they have to do an advertising task and they're like oh
0: it'd be a caveman yeah. advertising aftershave well, that's bullshit Alan Sugar wouldn't sell for that no and then Claude cuts back and goes there's some confusing thing going on here because <laughs> he's a caveman man, they're both dressed up as safari suits, and I'm not sure they understand what the actual message is for the brand here. Yeah, I don't think Rocky
1: was the one letting them down, but because he was the team leader and he volunteered to be in the advert, yeah, he's probably exactly. going to get fired at the end.
0: Exactly, you know. Oh, uh, yo, Lord Sugar, I'm a lot like you, you know. Uh, I think you did real good there when you fired <laughs> that guy, though. You know uh. <laughs>
1: If he goes home and he tries to improve his reading, like, oh, he doesn't get knocked down by that failure. He goes home and he tries to get better.
0: Because he wants to let them know, that because they're making out like, oh, you're punch drunk, you're kind of, you're, you're messed yeah. up. And he's like, no, I'm not, no. I'm not punchy is what he says. I'm not that. I'm, I've got kind of like a sleepy brain, I guess is what yeah. you could say. So he just wants to show that he, I think he knows that, it upsets Adrian to see him get beat up like that and what a beating he took the last time. And I think he wants to have the dignity of work without upsetting Adrian. So he's like, yeah, I got to go read and I don't want to be a nobody. I don't want to be a bum. So he reckons he has to get himself a proper job. Mm. And it's actually amazing to think that Rocky Balboa, a former heavyweight championship contender in 1976, has essentially the exact same experience as most graduates have these days (laughs) when trying to find a job.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough.
0: Come out like, oh, I got nothing going on here. All I got is my 2-1. I got a six-month unpaid internship. Uh, I've done a lot of unpaid freelance work as well. Uh, I got a lot of references, but I can't get no job. Uh, I guess I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not old. I I can't get a job because I haven't already had a job for 20 Mm. years.
1: I can relate to Rocky's situation here. He goes from office to office trying to get a job and they keep either turning him back and saying just to, you, you'd be better off doing some manual labor mate and he you know he's not turning his nose up at manual labor but he's just saying hey, I wanna get a job in an office sitting down like you guys uh, or they're mm. telling him oh you should go fight i've heard you're a good fighter he doesn't want to mm. do that either
0: no he doesn't no. and he ends up settling for like a job that's almost like it's below what he was doing at the start of Rocky just working down the meat factory with Paulie
1: yeah. you know he was beating me and now he's treating me you
0: know <sighs> This thing on? <laughs> For a little treat, he'll beat the meat afterwards, you know? He'll go back to beating it after treating it, you yeah. know? Oh, what a treat. <laughs> <laughs> we get a montage of him just working hard. And there's like, you know, lots of people call quitting time and he works a little bit extra. Yeah. He's grafting away at this job. And I'm happy anytime we get to see lengthy shots in an abattoir of like large joints of meat being coated up in plastic and stuff. That's great. Absolutely. Yes, please.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a hard worker. He's a diligent worker. He's an honest, good man. Which means he loses his job. Which means because he's not been there long enough, because he's not senior enough,
0: he gets fired. And then he's basically selling the car to Pauly, who looks to be <sighs> doing better than Rocky at his old job of being <laughs> a debt collector. I mean, he's had a lot of experience threatening and being abusive to his sister, so mm. he's got to translate those skills into the world of crime, I guess. At least
1: he's got transferable skills, that's the thing, yeah. unfortunately. When Rocky sells his car to Pauly, Polly says,
0: oh, where are you going
1: now? Do you need a lift? And you can tell, like, that Rocky has sort of thought, oh, shit, yeah. i <laughs> <through.
0: laughs> <laughs> but he goes... Uh, oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Just No, I like to walk the three miles from the docks to the rest of civilization. It's cool. So he tells Adrian that he's been canned. He's down working out in the basement. He says he wants to fight again. And it's funny that, like, you know, everyone makes out that Adrian's like, no, if you fight again, I'll I'll kill you. She doesn't even say, I don't want you to fight again. She's just like, I'm worried. You're going to lose your sight. Like, your eye is so bad that the next time you fight, you're not going to be able to see again. And he goes, no, man, I'm good. I can see... I could see all kinds of good, uh, Adrian. I could see, like, a beagle. <laughs> Is that a particularly well-known I don't dog? I can... For a size? Or did Rocky think eagle, like a, like a size right. of an eagle, Eagle-eyed. when he said beagle because he likes dogs? <laughs>
1: I mean at this point We we don't know which one is, is more likely But
0: Now Sam I'm just feeling now We're not going to be able to leave the house anymore Pretty much the same way Because I'm going to be walking down the streets thinking Is there a long ways away A very very astute beagle With <laughs> an eye at me. on me <laughs> Looking at me And you know what the thing is as well? (laughs) I don't even know if he's a good boy or not. I don't even know. He could be a terrible dog giving me the fucking stink eye for half
1: a yard away and I wouldn't even know. That's the one main takeaway from this film is that beagles can fucking see.
0: They can. They can look at you. They can see things coming, you know? Adrian
1: considers going back to the pet shop and Rocky's main issue with this is that what if she gets some kind of pet shop disease?
0: She could. Literally she could. Yeah?
1: There are all sorts yeah. of pet shop diseases. I guess, well, you, you know, you bring animals into one place. If just, if just one of those has got something wrong with it.
0: I'm telling you, it's back in the 70s as well before political correctness went mad and there would probably be shish everywhere <laughs>
1: right before PC culture there was just shit everywhere and that was everywhere allowed. and we were glad of
0: it and we were happy and we would say "Mom, I'm going out to play in a big pile of shit on the floor <laughs> good good it's
1: good for your immune system
0: it is it's good yeah. what these days apps is it Filters, huh? Did you hear that thing about McDonald's? They'll pay their workers' fair.
1: No, well, there's that, but you know the... <laughs> yeah, I heard. You know the big plinths where you can press to do your order?
0: Yes, I'm aware of those. Giant t- tablets. I've used one in Burger King.
1: Yeah. Same same concept.
0: Where it struggles with the concept of letting it have it your way, which is the low, which is the actual <laughs> you know brand name of of Burger King, which is is difficult.
1: I think pretty much all McDonald's now have these big like giant tablets that you go and you press your order and you do it yeah. like that. They tested a bunch of those, and every single one they tested had traces of poo on it. Oh great! But I'm still like, I, I would prefer not to talk to a human if if at all possible. <laughs> I'm, like, exactly. I'm, like, I'm willing to roll the dice if it means less social interaction. And that's, you know.
0: It could be a lady or a lord's poo. It could be very fancy poo. Yeah. You know, they didn't say. It you could know. be the good kinds. You never know. I'm sure there's probably poo on everything. No, there, there isn't. Well. That's why we we have flash wipes. Well, that's
1: so. what you choose to believe. Um, yeah.
0: You choose to believe there's shit everywhere. I'm
1: a poo earther. You know, I just believe that this just... And that's my belief, and you can't change that.
0: Yeah, that's it. Sam believes that there is an additional very thin outer layer to the crust of the earth, which is a very thin (laughs) crust of shit. (laughs) A light, waft thin, crispy layer, like a dusting of praline.
1: I I was going to say that, like, I like Marmite on toast, but only a little bit. Only just a nice little one thin layer. Yeah, it's just there's one of that on the on the edge of the earth.
0: I like my marmite thick. I'm, uh, I like to the <laughs> yeah. flavor country. Yeah, no, I just thick. just enough that I can taste it. Sticky, that's how I like it. Yeah. So he's got nowhere to go, nothing to do. He does want to train to fight, so he goes back to his old trainer. He gets them to Mick's gym. Oh, hmm. where's my locker, Mick? Is it out on Skid Row? <laughs> no, it's not. It's wherever you want it to be because everyone here thinks he's pretty much a god. And like he's he's making it like I'll do anything. I'll you know I'll sweep up like you hmm. know or whatever it is. Is. i just want to be here. he says it a few times where i can't be away from it and it's like even if i can't fight i need to be around boxing right. because it's such a big part of who i am yeah and mick is like you don't want to do that because everyone here respects you so much if you're just gonna you know walk around and be cleaning up after people it's gonna lower your value and yeah. lower what little credibility and standing you have you'll lose what you've gained by losing so much already by fighting apollo i
1: think he mentions like having some dignity here yeah but i think after caveman gate it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? No. No,
0: he's past that point. If they air that ad of all the bloopers, like, maybe that would be particularly bad for his career.
1: Mick talks to him about, like, the possibility of fighting Apollo and kind of tells him not to do it. It's a bad idea. Yeah,
0: and it's because of his bum eye.
1: Because he'll hurt you poiminant.
0: Poiminant!
1: Poiminant! He'll hurt you poiminant!
0: Poiminant TSP! Banking only better. <laughs> um, you know, that's... <laughs> We're getting all the bangers today. All the great classic ads, like yeah he does the kind of little test with him which is like look tell me where when you can see my my finger so he's mm. kind of trying to test the peripheral vision because Rocky's eye is so fucked up he's got that yeah. meaty eye now and Rocky lies to say you can see and then like Mickey just slaps him the side of the head he's like if I was able to hit you do you imagine what Apollo Creed has got to do to you yeah. now really interesting thing about this and I it's one of my favourite parts of the whole movie which is they want to retrain Rocky to to fight with his right side as opposed to his left side mm. and that the whole idea is, is because his eye is so bad and he can't lead with his left anymore go for the left side he has to pivot to the right and catch Apollo off guard mm. but apparently the only reason that was is because during training for the movie the build up to it Stallone actually injured his left hand legitimately when he was working out Whoa. so he couldn't actually box with his left hand that's why he had to do the right hand for it <laughs> and they just wrote it in as a storyline so he could have all the, the shot later of him fighting with his right hand ah, otherwise he nice. wouldn't have able to do it
1: so yeah you would have never known would you you would have very skillfully
0: written in, I think. Very mm.
1: well done. You know the whole, like, looking at the finger thing? Yeah. And you know how I've got a wonky eye? Yeah. Because I was a little meningitis baby. I yeah. have plenty of operations. Can't look as far left as so I can look right. That
0: was a uh, Elton John song, wasn't it? Well, I've got a wonky eye. No. Hold me closer, little meningitis <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-da>. Hold me <laughs> Yeah, does that mean I can't be a boxer? I don't know, because, like, you were a little meningitis, baby. I yeah, was yeah. just, I was straight up premature lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel like we could go in and turn the fucking boxing world on its head, Sam. yeah. yeah. On its fucking head. I
1: don't need to see. I'm just going to flail my arms around.
0: I came out fighting out of the womb early, you know? <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't ready to get in the ring. I came out a month before I was meant to. Because I was, I was ready to go, goddammit. I came out in a fighting stance as well but my, with my left foot stepped forward, you know?
1: Apollo is in a business meeting at this point, And he wants his match with Rocky. He's been reading more hate comments. He's been getting more riled up.
0: And his team are trying to manage him. They're trying to kind of say, like, ah, no, he got lucky. Ah! let, let yeah. it go it's okay it's okay but when he twists their arm they're like well you know he came close to beating you and honestly you could do without it you know him coming close to beating you again even so maybe let's move on to some fresh meat as they say that's not what
1: he wants to hear though he doesn't want to hear them say the reason why we don't want to do this is not because of money it's not because of anything it's because he could have beaten you and we don't want you to get beat that's what tips me he's like after that there's no way he's not a boxing Rocky you know what I'm saying and
0: I just kind of feel that Apollo is the kind of guy that when he a good PR campaign in his mind. You can't hold him back. His mind is made up. He loves the publicity. The master of disaster. Imagine him, Sam, in with social media. He'd be fucking insufferable this side. He'd be so good at it as well. That's yeah, the thing.
1: The memes he'd be making.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like the meme he releases in the Boxing Times when everyone's reading about all of the raids in the paper. The stallion chicken. <laughs> Why? the stallion chicken it's the Italian stallion call him the Italian chicken because in the picture he is a chicken but no the stallion, stallion chicken. chicken. Some sort of fucking upsetting chimera, like Bojack Horseman, if a fucking horse and a chicken had sex and made oh, a... Oh,
1: Jesus. Stallion chicken.
0: Four-legged stallion chicken. Yeah! <laughs> I, I don't want no horse eggs. <laughs> oh God. Jesus. Now, granted, I, they'd probably have grey instead of white, like, you know, <laughs> fucking horrible.
1: But, it, I mean, Rocky kind of shakes it off at first. He likes to go, oh, it's kind of kind of funny, ain't it? You know, he's not he's not rising, he's not biting.
0: But this. his feelings are hurt. Yeah. And that's what there's so many times in this movie, and it always happens with Rocky, where people are laughing at him, and even though he like it's never like, oh, people are laughing at him and he's too dumb to know the big ee he's actually a lot more perceptive of people mm. than you would think, given how kind of clumsy he is and how a bit slow that he is. And every time there's someone laughing at him or like kind of mocking him or tittering out behind the back, he looks up straight away and god damn it it is Sylvester Sloan has got the saddest fucking eyes in the world. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, this poor fucking big hearted meathead is taking all of this to his very big heart and it's very sad. And he never rises up to it. No. He never goes over he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he could, he could kill yeah. those. It's always the boys on the corner with the uh, wine lips are the ones tittered at Rocky and yeah. he never
1: never goes for them. Well, there's that lad in the gym who's spits in the spit bucket. He's like, hey, you got something tougher to say than oh? And Rocky's like, oh, uh,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, our oh, shucks, but I thought that wasn't tough, you know, but <laughs> whatever. So back at Rocky's house, we get a cuff and link sighting by oh. the boys. I'm glad they're still around. Yeah, you know what? I think Cuff and Link should sit alongside Colin Cum as, like, you know, <laughs> Cinema Swirl favourites. Yeah. Because Cuff and Link are, are OTPs together. Mm. Apollo on the telly cuts a promo on Rocky Balboa and Sam, he calls him every name under the sun. He calls him the Italian Scallion. No one calls my man Rocky an onion. <laughs> no one know how. <laughs> you take <laughs> that back. My man's a leek, you motherfucker. He's a strong, strong, hearty leek. He is not a scallion. No, I think,
1: to to quote Shrek, he he is like an onion because he's got layers, you know?
0: He's a multifaceted person with a deep personality. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And as Shrek also once said, Sam, somebody once told me the world is going to roll me because I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Seems very apt. Seems very apt. Yeah. You know? as Adrian got a finger and a thumb and a shape of an L on her forehead? We don't know.
1: No. Stay she...
0: tuned for Rocky 3.
1: She does have a top that says baby and an arrow pointing down to her tummy, which is great. I, like I think that.
0: that's to help everyone on board, like... So, <laughs> oh, don't yeah. forget, so, like, you know... Wake up, like, yo, agent, what, are you eat loads of something? What's going on? Like, no, remember the baby? Oh, yeah, 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 okay.
1: Apollo could cut a fucking primer, can't he?
0: Yes. Yeah. Love it. He's very much meant to be the Muhammad Ali ki- type mm. of character, I think, where he's just, like, the lightning speed, lips, and tongue with the fucking killer verbiage matched up by the showmanship in the ring. I love, love, love him. And honestly... I know we've released this around the time of Creed too. I've not seen Creed yet, and I want no, to see Creed I. and Creed too. And that's—I'm assuming you figured that's the lineage of it—is that you know Creed in the Creed movies is son of Apollo Creed. Yeah. Here. And I kind of am excited to see that with you know old man Rocky Balboa. Oh man, it's gonna be good stuff.
1: Mm. I think he's the mick of that film.
0: Yeah, pretty much, at that point, he is, yeah. So, Rocky wants to fight, uh, kind of depressing, he tells Adrian, it's all I know, and he says, I don't going to stop you from being a woman, you ain't going to stop me from being a man. Yeah. Because uh, we all know, being a man means boxing <laughs> getting punched in the
1: face loads of times to prove a point yeah there's this little theme of kind of masculinity to the idea of being a man and a provider that kind of comes into this a few times he, he does get quite upset that he's not the one who's able to bring in the money
0: which he has this idea in his head that he's going to take Adrian away from this world and give her a better life yeah because you know they, when they're talking about having a kid it's like they're really excited because it's like oh the kid's going to be like not like us it's you know kid's not going to have to be shy like, uh, like I was or, you know, the kid's not going to have to be you know, stupid like I was they're going to yeah. do well in school they're going to get singing and dancing lessons and it's kind of sad just to kind of think that Rocky feels like he's going backwards and he's actually he's not been able to help Adrian's lot in life at all because yeah. she still has to work in a pet shop the only difference is now she's fucking pregnant which is like not a great look for working in a pet shop you should not have to fucking haul oats and shit
1: no so we, we get a press conference now
0: don't we the fight's on fight's happening favourite scene in the movie I yeah. love this so the match is going to take place. The fight is going to take place in November in Philadelphia, Rocky's hometown in the Ooh. ZX Spectrum, which is good. It's only ten minutes from Rocky's home, he says. He's cracking wise. He is, he but yeah. he doesn't even know he's cracking wise. And he's so nice as they're like, you got any derogatory comments about the champ, Rock? And, yeah, he's great. <laughs> He's
1: sweet And everyone seems behind him Everyone still you, you forget at this point That even though his life Is a little bit Shambolic at this point And he's not got a job Or anything There's still a lot of Goodwill behind Rocky From the general public
0: Yeah that's the thing Is that You're only seeing this Through through Rocky's eyes And mm. Rocky don't watch the news And read the paper every day And Rocky don't talk about His career with people All the time So like You get snippets of it That the journalists And the media Are reporting it Like he's the American dream Come true and all mm. that And it's gonna happen again And it was not story before, obviously, but because he became so close, it's like kind of like, here's an underdog story that you can all get on board with now because he came super close before. And I know Philadelphia, with its sporting history, has got like, there's a reason why Rocky kind of is very emblematic of Philadelphia as a city, is because it's a city that's come very, very close to winning a lot of like big championships and whatnot. They're always the underdog in many respects. It's known Mm. as the fighting city, Philadelphia. So he's very much like the son of Philadelphia. I think Rocky is more beloved than any actual real sporting (laughs) figure that came. Honestly, there's a statue yeah, yeah, of Rocky yeah. in Philly, like, and people make fun of it. It's like, you've got a real fucking
1: athlete? <laughs> Mickey does a kind of promo here as well. And and he's encouraging Rocky while he's got the the match projected onto him. That's great. That's kind of like Willy Wonka tunnel scene type shit there. I love that.
0: What, Mick's going to have an ironic death for all of Rocky's opponents? Is that it? <laughs> Apollo Creed's going to get crushed by a giant promotional image of Apollo Creed? Mick
1: could get very passionate, can't he? He can really go for it.
0: He goes from 0 to 20. In yeah. like five seconds always he says that the strategy to beat him is going to be to go with the, the right hand so he's going to be I don't know north paw this time instead of south paw he's going to knock him for six and the only way he's going to beat him is he's going to have greasy fast lightning speed he's got to eat lightning he's got to crap thunder he's got to chase some chickens now yeah. I know a lot of people out there suffer silently with IBS mm. but if you are eating lightning and that's going to affect your diet you are going to crap thunder you know yeah. try eat thunder and crap lightning it's much better for you it's much easier on the digestive system just consider it which one's which what thunder or lightning yeah thunder is the rain lightning is the arrow oh thank you you've played mario kart for fuck's sake come on yeah
1: but I, I, I was too busy winning to think about the, you know, all the other shit.
0: Yeah, you're just nine miles away in your boring fucking cart that you always pick. <laughs>
1: it's a bike Mario actually. Kart
0: is a game where you just drive on your own and intermittently get small and big sometimes. That's, yeah. that's the Sam Chaplin Mario Kart experience. The Switch ad is Sam playing and winning, like, oh, this is great. Like, you yeah. know, no, no <laughs> hassle from anyone else. It's, it's like skate, really. It's a solo yeah. experience. Exactly. I
1: want to get as far away from everyone else as possible. My only friend is that. <laughs> that blue shell that keeps coming to say hi every now and then
0: <laughs> but he keeps tipping me over nah. no friend you gotta be more nah. careful
1: Rocky feels like a Kentucky Fried idiot which Yeah, is, that's a pretty snappy line coming from Rocky he's a funny guy that Rocky Funny yeah. guy. He, he needs to get on that stage do some more of those jokes I'm
0: telling you that's uh, before the time runs out before the Ooh. grains Ooh. in your Ooh. in your Ooh. sound go yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Rocky, you could do it. You could make the new The Creed spin-off. Um Apollo Creed, I think he's training what appears to be the UK foreign office. It's like this <laughs> very lush, palatial yeah. building with loads of like marble arches and columns and plush red carpets. Hmm. I love the contrast between the two. Everywhere where Apollo is training, there's carpeted floors and he's playing a soundtrack of people going, Apollo! Apollo because mm. that's what he thinks is, That's helps him visualise and then Rocky's just in this dirty gym you know it's very stark the contrast the cuts between the two
1: it's, it's maybe a little bit obvious of a sequence but it works great it's just like here's the really great guy training in a fancy place here's Rocky struggling in a gym and not doing very well
0: and this is cool to see Apollo like kind of scared in a weird way he's like way more intense he's way more like amped up than he was in the previous movie because he's taken Rocky 100% seriously because he knows It's his reputation that's on the line now because he's the one making all the noise. And as Rocky is training, I love when this is what uh, Mickey says he's going to do and the strategy is when he's eating lightning and crapping thunder, he's going to pound the sass out of him. (laughs) Because that is Apollo's real power, is the sass that he's got
1: going inside of him. Get that sass out of him and then, you know, it's like Samson in his hair. It's Apollo in his sass. He needs his sass. Once he loses the sass, he's on his ass.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately Rocky's a little bit shit And underwhelming at the moment His Mm. head ain't screwed on right And it's probably because He feels really bad and guilty About Adrian having to work And him not being able To provide for her And him feeling bad That she doesn't want him to fight And he's doing it anyway So Polly is like Don't worry Leave it to me I'll go and make sure That she has a premature birth (laughs) Yeah, I mean. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, guys and girls at home, thinking, "Oh, Sam Chopper and Kevin Man here, a couple of Stone Cold Foxes. We should mm. all aim for premature births." No, don't. No. Okay, we, we, may become, yeah, we may have become, yeah, we may become big, strong boys since then. Mm. But at the start, it was scary. Do you know? What, do you know what happened when I was born? Because my parents were waiting for you and the doctors are looking at me, and none went over. Which, yeah. What do you want to name him? Because like he's going to be dead there, so you know, <laughs> give, you might as well <laughs> give it a name. Because right. you want him to be called, like, Untitled Man Project or something <laughs> like that. Like, you, you know, you don't want him listed in the graveyard as various artists, like, you know.
1: So Paulie's kind of, he's gone over to basically be a dick to Adrian and say, you know. I it's, hate it's him so much. That Rocky's not got his head in the game. You're making him sad. And she's not. I don't think she
0: is, I think... She's I mean, not, no, it's everyone puts it on her, they blame her because yeah. they think, oh, well Rocky, this thing is, people assume that Rocky couldn't have empathy and Rocky couldn't actually just feel bad for the situation he's put her in. But
1: he does, he's doing it himself.
0: Yeah, they're assuming he's being nagged, and no he's not, because oh. she's a fucking, she's too good for all of them. So she has the baby, but
1: the baby's fine, but she's slipped into a coma because of blood loss, right?
0: Yes, so she's in, uh dangerous territory let's just say mm. so Rocky is taking Adrian being in a coma especially bad he's blaming himself he's like oh you're just sleepy it's okay you sleep all you want I'll be here when you wake up and he's spending all his time in the hospital <sighs> when he gets kicked out of visitation he just goes to the chapel Mick goes and visits him It's you can tell Mick is really cares for him because he spends a good 10 seconds before he starts shouting at him again <laughs> <laughs> stop praying
1: you're a bum we see Rocky cry um, when he's visiting Adrian It's that's heartbreaking it is yeah fucking Hmm. amazing
0: performance by Stallone yeah
1: it's great It's sad though
0: We get like another montage But this time it's like a montage of like Grief and processing And yeah. Rocky reading books to her And that's great Because like later on the later movies It's like the thing that Rocky reads Like you know, he, always, he always has a book on the go Type of thing And he's reading yeah. there He always seems to want to be Trying to prove his value And his worth to her I guess mm. He even writes her a poem Yeah And it's shit Yeah but it's adorably shit Uh He's a sweet man. He's a, he is. He's a he's a sweet, lovely man. She finally wakes up, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to see the baby until she was awake. He wanted them to see the baby together, which is uh, very nice. It is nice. I was like, yeah, you should probably see him though, Rocky. I mean, come on.
1: I did kind of think when there was this whole montage of like him visiting and reading and stuff. I'm like,
0: where's the fucking baby? <laughs> What's I think where the fucking baby was, Sam? That baby was off growing a full head of hair. That, that
1: baby was off in the early 2000s emo scene. Growing, like, a proper fucking fringe and everything.
0: Fuck it up. That baby looks like Gizmo with so fucking hairy. It's absurd. <laughs> it is unbelievable. No wonder she went into a coma. He sapped all the nutrients out of her and gave himself a full head of hair and, like, fucking knocked her out.
1: I love it. That ba- that baby looks kind of cool. He's, got a, he's basically got a haircut,
0: you know? Do you think that Stallone was like, oh, the baby don't look like me. Maybe if you give him my hair, like, you know... <laughs> Put a little wristband on him with some spikes yeah. on it but, Oh well, yeah, there we go, it's me Can we give that baby a killer left jab? I think it'll read better as Rocky's baby then Little jacket
1: with a tiny baby tiger on the back of it
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can get those Those would be great So, Adrian, she's there with Rocky She looks straight away, she's like You need rest, you look fucking terrible And he's like, look, I'm not gonna do this fight You know, this has set me straight Ain't gonna do it She's like, Rocky, do me one favour Win! and he runs off and
1: doesn't realise that she was going to follow that with, the lottery, we've got no other options, we've run out of fucking money, please do something.
0: Yeah, seriously, Rocky, you can keep running away from your commitment, it's still your son, Rocky, you have to uh, face <laughs> up to it, you can run away. Look, all those children are following you as if to say, come on, go back, go <laughs> back to your child.
1: I love that shit, I love the the, tr- the proper training montage now, we get yeah. the good one, we get the good one. Catches the chicken. Yeah, catches the chicken, he's basically the Pied Piper of boxing. All the kids are running after him. It's great. It It, it uh, is. I- it doesn't quite make sense as to why all the kids would be around and just running after him, but I, I like I think it's it.
0: because he's just a local hero. It's like he's the, way, Eubank, yeah, the way Chris Eubank drives around Brighton in his big truck, Rocky, running around yeah. Philly. It's the same thing, you know? I mean, you see the, him. It's like, oh, there he is.
1: The closest thing that I've got to that is when I went to go and see Pete Doherty once, and he, he had a habit of, like, he, he turned up very late to the gig.
0: Is that because he... I heard that he had a bit of an addiction now, Pete, didn't he? And I saw some pictures on the internet. He eats them really big breakfasts, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, think.
0: that... <laughs> The toll that it took on the man. Oh my goodness. Yes. How many of those does he put away a week, I wonder?
1: Well, that's the th- that's what he was doing backstage. He was just having a big breakfast and it took the a bit fucking, longer than we thought. The
0: excess of these fucking rock stars yeah. sickens me. The absolute <laughs> excess. You did go in and Pete Doherty, he'd just have loads of bacon. It wouldn't even be cooked just lying around there yeah. gathering smell. So Waste.
1: Pete Doherty... Big Breakfast Pete Doherty was... He was late for the gig, and so the gig was kind of cut short because there was a curfew, and he just went straight out of the venue to the outside. And he has made a habit in his career of, like, doing, like, house shows or just playing acoustically in the street and just doing weird stuff like that. And so we all kind of followed him outside and just went to see where he was going. A big crowd of people following this bloke. And he wasn't going to be playing a gig or anything. He just wanted to get home.
2: (laughs) He was trying to get into a taxi.
1: But we all just kind of followed him around. And that was the closest I've got to that. Just like a big crowd of people following one dude. Um, But he looked a bit more confused than Rocky did here. He was not (laughs) sure why this was happening.
0: It's time for Super Feist 2. Yeah. Backstage, Apollo's people are hyping him up. Old people love you. Young people love you. He's a bum. Show him who you are. Show him who you are. Show him who you are. Fuck it out. Well, do it for the old people.
1: I kind of wanted the film to end after the really nice training montage. It just like a <laughs> A static shot fades out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm on a high now. You know.
0: Even though it is essentially, like you said, it's that's just, it's the montage is almost identical in ways to the first movie. It's
1: the same fucking film, Kevin. <laughs>
0: Mostly. I mean, you got you got chicken instead of red meat this time. So admit it, it's a bit healthy. Yeah, yeah, but but it is very similar. I understand I, if you're going to do a Rocky marathon and mm. watch all the Rocky movies back to back, this would probably grate you a little bit. I think.
1: Yeah, Rocky responsibly. It's like you know eating sweets. If you have the whole bag to yourself in one go, you're going to have a uppy tummy. If you have them as a rare treat every now and then, very enjoyable.
0: You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't take too much advice from a man who doesn't like crispy M&Ms, because you're just like... Oh, no, I don't. The worst M&Ms. Yeah, but it's it's pretty much like saying like, hi, everyone, I'm a racist. Here are my thoughts on the current well, political... Well, I don't want to hear... It's, no, it's no, not like no. that. <laughs> It is. You are immediately disqualifying <laughs> you from being part of the equation. Has this been brought up on the podcast before, my M&M thing? A free speech shouldn't extend to, to your right to spread your hate about crispy M&M's. Right.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to say it. They're bad.
0: Okay. You know what? This, I'm so fucking goddamn um, sure of this. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. This is going to be.
1: are the only good M&M's. What? Okay.
0: Okay. You know What? This is it, right? This is the fucking wager now. This Might is what's have to to that in the edit, because that's this, too inflammatory. This is what's going to happen here right now, okay? He's pointing his finger at me. I am, right down the barrel. Yeah. We're going to put a vote up on Cinema Swirl. <laughs> Twitter. Listen right. to me. <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash Cinema Swirl. Yeah. That's Facebook.com forward, forward slash Cinema, cinema swirl. swirl. No, 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 of the cute shit now. We're talking business, okay? Sorry. All right? And you will ask the question. It will be a simple question. Can we get back to talk about Rocky? I'm no, no, scared. no, 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 no. We we ask the simple question, which is: Are crispy M and M's nice? Yes or no? Mm. Okay. And if people vote no, congratulations, you're right. I will respect right. the will of the people. All right. I don't yeah. wish to frustrate the will of the people. But if people admit that crispy M and M's are nicer, or Crispy M&Ms are nice. Well, oh, no, not whoa, yucky.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! What's the question here? Is it are they nice or are they nicer than chocolate?
0: Are they nice? Well,
1: I mean, they're not.
0: Okay, well, see, there you go. It's yes or no. If they say they're they're not nice, fine, you win. If they say they're nice, we do another Lord of the Rings movie. And if that's not fair, I don't know what Fucking is.
1: Chris Finch over here.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Is that not... You are throwing like, a kettle over a pub. There's your quiz. Listen, that's the real listen, quiz. listen, listen. Right now... All around the world, there are people listening to this episode of Cinema Throw going, Yes! And they're putting down their crispy M&Ms, and they're getting ready for some fucking Tolkien, and <sighs> if you are going to put your money where your mouth is, you're, yeah? Well, you,
1: you know what, Kevin? I bet the people if, who like crispy M&Ms are Lord of the Rings fans. I'm going to say it.
0: Yeah, it's here you go, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's
1: not I, a compliment.
0: I know you want me to stop banging on about Frodo, yeah? And I will, provided you give me this referendum, okay? Right. And we can discuss the wording of it closer to well, the date. Mm, but that's, okay. that's fair. That's the only thing I can say. Okay. Because, I, I I mean, you're making this
1: about whether they're nice or not, but I'm saying that they're worse than chocolate M&M's.
0: Wait, you said... No,
1: no, no. You're backtracking nah, well, no, now. No, no, hold on. No, right. I think they're bad. Okay? There you go. But at the very least, I want to establish that chocolate m ms are the best ones in it, and crispy m ms are worse
0: than that. That's is not... That what, quite, is, that,
1: is that what you're arguing?
0: No, 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 no. Are you arguing I'm they're just, the best ones? I'm arguing that they're fabulous in their own way. Right. And they're... Absolutely brilliant. And okay, the Crispy well, M&Ms are a delight.
1: They're not though.
0: And if someone brought me a bag of M&Ms, I'd be happy. Yes. But someone mm. brought me a bag of Crispy M&Ms, I would be delighted because they are a delightful candy. Right. And we can work out the the wording of this. This I think is going to be the referendum of the generation.
1: If someone brought me a bag of Crispy M&Ms, I'd open it and then pour it into the bin.
0: Oh my god. All right. It's, all right. You can stop your fucking inflammatory <laughs> comments right now, okay? Let's let's stop the podcast. This is over. <laughs> Yeah, we've got we've got a movie. Actually, it'd be disrespectful for Sylvester Stallone for you to continue with that tone. For you to continue with that tone that you bring here <laughs> to this podcast. How <laughs> right. dare you continue with that tone. All right. Well, we, we've got a bit more of this. Fucking film to get through but, Yeah um, I think we do Yeah we yeah. do Yeah right. Hey yo Father Carmine I'm going to do a boxing Can you give me a give blessing Give me a blessing Hey And then I'm going to And then it does Give a quick Drive by yeah. blessing It's nice isn't it Tell me now Do Protestants Do the blessings Or is that like Not a Not kosher.
1: No, we just, pre-fight, we just down a load of tiffin. Yeah. Get all all full of tiffin. Get all fucked up on tiffin, like. (laughs) And then get into the ring with a big full belly full of tiffin.
0: Can't punch through that, can you? He's tiffin mad and raisin strong. We can't stop him. Rocky, on the way to the ring for the fight of his life. Oh, I got a bit of a headache. Hey, you think my robe? It's kind of cute. I like my cute robe. It is cute, though. It is. It's very, very cute. It cute. Rocky chants fill the spectrum, and I love this. It's like, it's it's phased for Apollo. He's expecting the people to love him because he is the master of disaster. Mm. And uh, am I not your master of disaster? <laughs> yeah. Cheer for me. So, we get the fight, and again, I love the choreography of the fights. Mm. I love the cinematography. I love the quick cuts. There's a lot more use of slow-mo in these fights. Yeah, Where did this rank up with you compared to the first movie? Did you find yourself enjoying this? I definitely think they've upped their
1: game in terms of the fight sequence here in some ways i've I've kind of said that this is a bit similar to the first one but they Mm. some things they've definitely improved and the the fighting choreography and the whole sequence of the way it's shot is just it pips it a bit here i think Personally. Did you think that Rocky was gonna win? I suspected. I thought it would be from a <laughs> I was going to say from a booking point of view, strange to have two either
0: draws or funny yeah. finishes
1: or draws or, or a loss. It might be narratively interesting to have another loss, but it wouldn't I dunno, it would just be too much of a downer, I think.
0: Yeah, Philly needs a win now and then. Yeah. So Rock just gets the shit knocked out of him, pretty much over oh. and over and over and over. It's like Homer Simpson. Like, I, I mean, does that episode of The Simpsons makes more, a lot more sense? I'm imagining a lot uh, more sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those slow mo punches look pretty. Authentic and brutal Don't they Yeah And the wavy mouth
0: I love in between rounds like The things that they're saying To each other Like Apollo's full of You know He's getting all sassed up He's fucking coked up Dancing around You know On the other corner Rocky's just like Whoa that guy's great And I broke my nose again
1: (laughs) He's he's still the same guy Even in this situation You know Yeah He's always Rocky
0: Back home Adrian and Pauly Are watching on the TV With insightful comments Like Just hit him
1: Yeah Hit him. I mean,
0: that's all I would shout in the, uh... I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> <here. laughs>
1: <I, I laughs> seems to remember last time that's what somebody in the crowd chat. They're like, hit him. I'm like, if you're a boxer and someone said hit him, we just like... Oh! oh! fuck it. That's... That, I remember that.
0: I'm here with the champ after a 12-round drag-out brawl. It got to the knockout in the 12. Champ, what did you do? Well, uh, it clicked for me. When someone said hit him, it was a real aha moment. I've been going around <laughs> doing origami. Fucking dancing, you know, <laughs> whittling shit, and then uh, then I thought I'd I thought I'd, I'd spark him out, mate. This is what I do, yeah. <laughs> So it gets to the last round. Yeah, and Mickey's like, You gotta switch up now, because Mickey wanted him to switch from the right hand which he was using right. back to the left. Suddenly throw him off. Yeah, and he's like, No, I don't want to win with no tricks. I want to win straight like, like I kinda like that.
1: Apollo's guys are saying you'd win on points at this point. Do not go for the knockout, stay away from him and you'll win. Yeah. But he, but he
0: can't he, he can't. can't.
1: He wants to knock him down in his hometown and humiliate him. The master
0: of disaster, more like the Maharaja of hubris if Tell if he's talking to me,
1: he doesn't just want a point victory, he wants a knockout victory.
0: He has to knock him out, otherwise, he's proved absolutely nothing. Yeah, the constant shots to Tony, the mob guy. I don't understand why. It's like he's going, yay, Rocky, yay!
1: He doesn't feel like that much of a significant character for that many cuts to him in the audience.
0: Do it for organized crime,
1: I guess, because Paulie and Adrian aren't there and mixed by the ringside you need some yeah. person from Rocky's life in the crowd to cut to and he's the only one left
0: come on Rocky break his will like you broke many of my clients thumbs <laughs> both men get knocked down after a complete flurry of a trillion punches mm. we get the double ten count spot and then Rocky makes it to his feet at nine Apollo goes down again at eight Rocky wins hey, hey everyone's freaking out yo Adrian I did I did it so I did.
1: Apollo raises his hand
0: as well. Very good. Classy man. Very good.
1: Yeah. I think he's earned the respect of Apollo Creed there.
0: Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, has he not? Seriously. No, 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 they have, they've earned the respect Right. But they've earned respect at a level of Interpersonal comfort and friendship That makes me really want to watch Rocky 3 with you Do they become mates? Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me Okay, I won't tell, I won't tell Ooh, Sam, okay Firstly We did point out a lot that Rocky 2 was pretty much almost, in many ways, very, yeah. very similar to Rocky Wood. They, they pounded this one out quite, quite, quite swiftly in many ways. Yeah. However, you know, this is viewed in the same way it would have been when it came out like a couple of years after Rocky 1. Mm. So you had a bit of a chance to, to cool down on it and revisit this, and go for the underdog story again. Yeah. How does Rocky two measure up for you? Because I had a fucking whale of a time watching this movie.
1: Yeah, it was good fun, you know? It was good. It was a feel-good film. You it know? is,
0: that's it. It feels fucking so damn good. Oh, mm. uh, you know, the sports movie, and we talked about the kind of the main beats of the Karate Kid movie, where it's like, person needs to overcome some obstacles to get to the big fight, the big fight comes, and things scare them along the way, but then they do it, and... I think it's all the thrills of that, but just such a fucking likeable guy in Rocky. It's such a lovely performance by all the Mm. supporting cast again. It's formulaic,
1: but it's a good formula, and there's a reason why that formula works and tastes so yummy, you know? Yes. It fills you up, it leaves you satisfied, you feel good. And that's what I got with this film. And I, I was delighted to enter into the world of Rocky and Adrian and their fucking weird chemistry that somehow works perfectly.
0: The somehow even better soundtrack in this movie.
1: Yes, yes, there's a a better soundtrack. That ambulance scene at the start, the music there, I'm gonna look that up and listen to that, probably right after this, because I want...
0: Yeah, I'm going for that Rocky soundtrack on vinyl, I think. I I want that... Uh, Oh, is it catchphrase? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's like late 70s synth, it's just... um... (laughs) His game show
1: buzzer noises.
0: <laughs> Wait till you see Rocky 3 when he takes on Mr. Chips. That guy don't fucking take shit from no one. He's a killer, Rock. He's in all these anagrams and you he don't, he don't care who he confuses.
1: So yeah, I I mean I had a similarly great time. Pretty much the same level of great time. I I'm not sure if it's a better or worse film. It's it's kinda of the same vibe I got from it. It's it's good. It's comforting sequels
0: never manage to do this, do they, where it's like, here's the same thing again. Pretty much. And but, you
1: fucking eat it up.
0: You know what this is? This is The Force Awakens. It's like, here's the exact formula, how you love us, tweaked a little bit with more newer music. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not even a different opponent,
1: you know? Yeah. You don't even get a different, like, big boss at the end. It's the same same guy same building up to the same fight with the same guy but it works. yes yeah.
0: and the only reason the fight is really really different and then he works right-handed is because mm. of an injury on set so yeah <laughs> so if,
1: if there hadn't been that injury it would have been basically the same fight
0: yeah they could have put on the same movie and i would have noticed it's fucking great isn't it do you want to see rocky 3
1: yeah i do now do you know yeah. who's in rocky 3 no
0: clubber lang does that name ring a bell
1: clubber lang
0: clubber lang Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang? you never heard of Clubber Lang? No, not heard of Clubber Lang. Well, I pity the fool, i.e. you. Oh. Shut a on on far T. Or Mr. T as he's known in English. Is Clubber Lang the character? It is, yes.
1: Played by Mr. T. Yes. Mr. T in Rocky 3, say ye.
0: (laughs) Diddly fucking D-I-D, indeed. Me
1: want to see Rocky
0: 3 if Mr. T be in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sam final thoughts on Rocky 2 you said it was similar but you had a good time and you want to see Rocky 3 how did the second installment in the behemoth Rocky franchise that now includes if you're talking with Creed a whopping 8 fucking movies fucking hell. where does number 2 rank up for you what did I give the first one I think it was
1: 4 right I think you gave it 4 yeah I'm going to go with another 4 because it's, it's the same but it's great <laughs> but I still like it it's well, like, there you, go. you know, chocolate ice cream. I've had another spoonful. It's still delicious. So, yeah. yes, please. Four
0: wipes. Okay, you heard it here first.
1: Oh, hello. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin. It was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. Remember, you can like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Swirl. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, you can send it on over to cinemasworld at gmail.com. That's cinemasworld at gmail.com. Remember, if you haven't already, to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. And if you want to help us out, recommend us to a friend. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Very good Seinfeld noises there. <laughs> go on, one more, one, one clean take. I'll let you have one. Go on. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> we'll just one w- pop. Okay, here we All go. Right.